0: Hello and welcome to the 10th edition of Thunder Talk. We got the gang back together. Uh, I'm your host Bobby Howard. With me today, we got Jameson Maxwell and Ford Brandon. And boys, we're coming back home from Portland completely empty-handed. O2, <clears throat> possibly the worst-case scenario. In fact, I think it is the worst-case scenario. Um just, to, just give us some of your thoughts just initially I know I've you know sprinkled it in a bit in the rapid reactions but what what, what are your thoughts going into these uh, next two games at Oklahoma City
1: well this obviously isn't what we expected you know and it, I mean it, it is the it is the worst case scenario for a team that's that doesn't have home court advantage, but I mean, it's all. I mean, the series is definitely salvageable. But obviously, when you know, when you're not, the, when you're the lower seed, you're trying to steal one of those games. And I just, from what I'm, from my recap on the past two games, is just missed opportunities. You know, because if if our team in Game One had just shot, just made two more threes, you know, than the, than we shot, we were like what five of thirty four, something like that in Game One. If we just made two more of those. Yeah, something like, like, then we win that game, you know, and it's split 1-1, one, one, and, and Game 3 has a completely different outlook, but um, I'm still optimistic, I mean, after after the Game 2 blowout, which, I mean, at, there wasn't really anything you could have done there when, you know, it, it was just kind of one of those games in a dangerous environment where look, Damian Lillard and CJ uh, McCollum just have a ridiculous game, everything's going in, all the calls are going their right way, you know, and... We, Plus our continued horrendous three point shooting. You know that there was just nothing you could really do at that moment. Um, game, one, I mean, in for game one uh, before that, it was just like you. Obviously, we had a bad first quarter, but in the uh, we played pretty decent for three quarters despite the three point shooting. But we just continued to play catch up the whole time, and it's I mean it's it's rough. It sucks. And I didn't think we'd be in this position, but I'm optimistic for going into Games 3 and 4 in Oklahoma City because if one thing's for sure, Chesapeake's going to be deafeningly loud
2: this weekend. Um, I I definitely think we need to kind of piggyback on that optimism. That's kind of something I talked about last Thunder Talk whenever I was on. It's really easy for Thunder fans to be pessimistic this season because there's been so many kind of ups and downs and people are really getting tired of this dramatic series that we, we can't figure out the identity of this team. The identity of this team is clear if you read in between the lines, and it's not a three-point shooting team. So for people saying, oh, like, we need more shooters, we need all this. No, we just need our guys to make our shots at the average, which should, according to statistics, work. Could we view game one as an anomaly? We did. Now game two happened again, and those are our two worst shooting percentages of the whole season. I don't think that's going to happen again and I think the cue that you can point your fingers at why we aren't shooting good from the 3 is because we aren't getting our role players enough three-point shots and good shots at that. Terrence Ferguson needs to be getting more shots and the shots that he took last night were off-balance four shots cuz it felt like he had to get his shots up. Same thing with Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant shooting near 40% from 3, and we're not nearly getting him the ball enough and he's really just kind of hid he's a huge part to our offense and he hasn't had an, a single stamp on this series which is absolutely embarrassing because this i really do think he matches up well versus portland i'm really yeah. really miffed and peeved about the people saying <laughs> we need more shooters we screwed up that's not our identity i'm sorry just anyone who does this bat across the league it doesn't matter if you shoot a certain amount of percentage below your average. So say if we average like 34%, I think we did, and we're shooting 17% from three. If you shoot half of your percentage from three, no matter what your identity is, a three-point shooting team or not, you're not going to win a game. So it doesn't matter about who we need on our team.
0: Well, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree that we're not a sh- three-point shooting team. But the thing is, if we keep trying to push this false identity like we have been, um, it's just not, not going to work. We don't have that personnel. And that's what I was saying at the beginning of this season, or when we started recording these, when we were hitting shots, you know pretty well, I was saying that we should go away from that because it's going to fall off, and it completely has fallen off,
1: yeah we've, hit, def- we've missed a lot of open shots too though more more so in game one than game two, but that is, I mean we've shot ten of sixty one through two games, which is unacceptable and after you know and and after game one you're like. There's no way we can shoot that bad, you know, like again, we'll be fine in game two. And then game two happens and we're shooting 10 of 61 through the first two games. So for game three, yeah, it's it's you want to be optimistic and say, like, you know, there's no way we're going to shoot this poorly again. But, you know, I mean, you guys are right. If if we keep pushing this false identity and trying to, like, prove the media, prove Portland wrong that we can't hit these shots, you know, it's not going to work. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah, I, I feel like kind of last night, I don't know if y'all got the vibe from this, we, we shot a lot of threes, but I felt like we were kind of restricted in the way we shot them. I didn't feel like we had much confidence, and they said this in the TNT after the game, NBA players are some of the most insecure people ever. They always have to prove themselves, and they have everybody on Twitter that are going to be criticizing them. So, I'd, I, we can move on to that. We got a lot of questions. Yes. Um, we are let's, bringing... Let's dive right into them, Bobby.
0: Yep, we're bringing back the mail
2: ba- bag. We're back.
0: Uh, I feel like we always do these whenever things go wrong, mainly because yeah, it's entertaining. So got the mailbag on back. And uh, yeah, so our first question here comes from Sam. And it's a pretty simple one. Uh, what do the Thunder have to do to win this series and kind of turn it around from an adjustment standpoint? Um, I'll go first. I, I kind of think what what you I mean, other than obviously just making shots, making threes, which I think will come naturally in Oklahoma City, uh, you you, you got to play, you, you got to start playing Lillard and McCollum a lot tighter. Um, the, the way exactly the, the defense has been e- either on drives, it's been a Matador defense sort of thing where they just turn and immediately look for help, or they just don't play him tight on the threes, mainly Lillard. But Russell Westbrook time and time again has had Lillard burn him from three, and time and time again he just lets him take him. And I think that defensive adjustment of putting the clamps down on Lillard and McCollum, uh that's that's what's what's gonna have to happen. They're gonna they're both gonna have to start slowing down because the uh the Trailblazers um the Trailblazers supporting cast also isn't really helping them a ton.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think I mean I mean you're exactly right. You need to trap harder on the Portland Stars because that's literally all they have, and with their role players not playing that great right now and helping them out, um, that'd be I mean just to, to get them out of the game, especially would uh, is obviously you're on a fast track for a win. Um, and I think I think what what happened last night was, or that I noticed was as Portland started to get hot we kind of weathered the storm a little bit by like getting Cantor and foul trouble. And uh, who, who was the other, was it uh, Aminu who had like four fouls as well? We got there. Steven Adams was really working on and getting their bigs and foul trouble in the paint. And I thought that kind of weathered the storm a little bit until obviously we started to really fall off offensively and couldn't get anything going. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's that, about it.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, it's it, the thing. Is it's just it's a very simple fix. We just start. We just have to start having things go our way, which is yeah. I know sounds really simple, and you know this this just does, isn't a very complicated problem. The Thunder are just playing uncharacteri-
1: uncharacteristically awful, and you know sometimes things just need to change. So and look for open shots too, instead of trying to force threes and force them to go in to prove something against the meteor. Yeah. yeah.
2: Don't Next overreact. Question. We've got we've got home games and we just got to steal one on the road. We're all right. Yep.
0: Next question: uh, How much does uh, Marquise Morris actually contribute to this Thunder team?
2: Uh, Jameson, what are your thoughts on this? Next question. Russell, were you aware that you- <laughs> That's what I think about that. <laughs> next I question. Think, <laughs> I pulled. Out, I don't know if y'all heard that. I pulled out the Russell audio of him saying, "Next question." To Barry Trammell, Marquise Morris is <laughs> doing Barry great Trimmel. in this series. What What are y'all saying, dude? Marquise has been. If there's one little prime moment. If, I, I don't know if this is an anti-Markeith Morris question, but that's how I interpret it. This dude at the end of the season made an adjustment to start rebounding the ball more and become more physical. He's done that. He's making his three pointers. I hope you know that he was one one the other night, so I pump the brakes on that. This guy's doing everything we need to do. I I have no problem with Markeith, and he's even being able to guard Evan Turner. Like he's guarding a three out of four position. I've been very happy with him. He is definitely not the one to point the finger at. Earlier in the season with his defense, definitely I can make an argument for that. I'm very happy with Markeith right now.
1: I he agree. He really doesn't foul that much either.
0: No. Nah. Which is something very rare for this Thunder defense at times. Uh, you yeah, know, I, I think Markeith has been playing really well. He's been one of the, the few real bright spots of this uh, series so far. Uh, I, I think if anyone thought he would be doing, like, be a more high-volume shooting uh, stretch for, I, I think that's not it. So, really really it seems like he's still playing under these expectations that we had when we first got him and we were hot and like
2: this was going to be a piece that was going to change everything, but really he's been playing well. Yeah, and yeah. if one thing, if he stops tipping the damn ball on his rebounds, that's that's an improvement he can make. But other than that, uh, I guess, so the question exactly was, what does he exactly do? contribute to this Thunder team? He contributes a 15-minute guy, comes in, he can guard a couple positions, three to five. Um gives us um, flexibility. If we want to play small in some lineups, we can play big with him at the four Um, and he can shoot the ball. And he's been, even though he's been low volume, he's been reliable and he's one of the few guys on this team that whenever he shoots the ball, I feel pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And that question came from Ian. One of my, uh, uh,
0: one of the uh, game of Thrones uh, co hosts John off the wagon. So thanks for the question, Ian. Um, Next up. Is Paul George still hurt, or is he just playing it off? I think he's just playing it off at this point.
1: Oh, uh, it's. I mean, what, what do you mean by playing it off? Like he's like he's pretending like he's not injured just to make now a big deal about it, or he's like trying to just play through the injury.
0: I, I think what Michael's getting at here is is he is he trying to play through the injury, or is he just you know
1: actually? I, I don't think he's as hurt as he was game one, but I mean. I mean, obviously, last night he shot tremendously better than he did in game one. But, I mean, obviously, stuff like a shoulder injury like that isn't going to go away in a couple days. Like It's it's going to
2: be throughout the playoffs, however far
1: we go. Yeah. Mm.
2: He's he's hurting. I don't think he's injured. I've talked about yeah. that in the past pod. I, there's Whenever you say he's pain-free, that's a bunch of crap. Um, sometimes the shoulder injuries, we don't really know much about the shoulder injury and what it is, but... Sometimes they can be very painful, and then sometimes they just kind of freeze on you and you, they just, you just lose a lot of movement. I think there's kind of that's what it is there. There's kind of some impingement and frozen shoulder, and that's why he couldn't lift his shoulder above because it froze. Um, sometimes that's not painful and it's just kind of just what's going on. and uh, I think there's definitely something inhibiting him, but I think we need to kind of change our vocabulary whenever we talk about how Paul George's shoulder is affecting his game. Um, saying if he's hurt or if he's affected. He's definitely affected, but he might not be hurt. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm pain-free, like, with an ice pack, like, on his shoulder. <laughs> I was like, really?
0: <laughs> sure. Okay. Okay, PG. Whatever. Um, <laughs> well, Thanks for the question, Michael. All right, next up, uh, Scott Brooks. Josh asked, Scott Brooks or Billy Donovan? I assume which one we'd rather have. <laughs> I don't know. That's a – see – I, I, I'm going to go with a hot take here. I think I'd rather have Billy.
1: Yep, I'm on um, Billy's side. I'm on the fence, but I'd probably go Billy. Billy Scott
2: Brooks was like unreal. Like that, that dude, time and time again, would let Derek Fisher guard Tim Duncan on the post because he'd switch every single screen, and he would never change his rotations. He was just, I would stick with this, this is what's going to work, and let's hope for the best. Billy makes switches he tries to get things to work he he even if y'all didn't even realize last night he tried to do a different lineup where he put pg at the four and try to switch things up he's he's out there the problem is the players aren't doing anything
0: yeah billy's rotations haven't been bad i don't think so um and mainly the difference between billy and scott brooks is billy would never Ever stick Kendrick Perkins in and keep him starting as long as he did in the NBA Finals, for example. That was one of the worst coaching, uh, one of the some of the worst coaching I've ever seen in a championship level uh,
1: format of anything. Who was our yeah. backup center? Was it Naynad? No, no Naynad got traded, no, and Naenad trade. was the year before.
2: No, he w- oh, he was. No, Nainad, he Nainad, was. Nainad got traded, and oh, it, was, in, the, it was in the Boston. Um Boston Celtics with Jeff Green. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nate so Robinson. Nick,
0: Nick, <laughs> Nate Ro- I forgot about yeah. Nate Robinson and his love of uh he really loved Sonic
2: the drive-in. Yes, he did. That that was kind of a weird relationship that we had there. All <laughs> in all, Billy is not Billy has some problems. All coaches whenever your team's doing bad, there's obviously some blame for them. But the blame is not as high on Billy right now as it is on the players. The players are not producing. Billy can't make them shoot. He's giving them good shots. He's getting out good lineups. I've applauded him for putting out Felton instead of Nader. That was a great move. He's trying different lineups. Come on, guys. Yeah. Next question.
1: By the way, literally if we shot, if we made two more threes in game one, this wouldn't have been a question. I, that's fair. You know. By the way, the backup center was Nazi Muhammad. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was, mm-hmm. there was
0: right, Na- Nazi. Yeah, Nazi Muhammad was in there, and there was also my, my, my guy, my beautiful baby boy, Cole Aldrich. Uh, yep. yep. I will, yeah, he will always be number one in my hearts uh, so, yeah, no, Did okay say hearts? hearts, I don't yeah, know, plural Heart, I, I, oh geez, that was I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, better I'm, next question <laughs> next question alright, so this is a twofer from Ty, uh, you've heard him a ton of times, so should players be paid for losses or should the Thunder adopt a play as a champion or play for charity pay model <laughs>
2: next question question
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm yeah uh next question there and then also who is the most irrelevant good player on the team who gets her name called a lot but is easily replaceable also please answer mike's question i don't need that group exploding with mike's complaints about me never answering his questions well mike never said a question so sorry about that mike um so yeah okay so most ir- irrelevant good player on the team. I think he means the guy who's constantly... I would call this the Derek Fisher award. Uh, of the yes. guy who keeps getting, in, ge- keeps getting in the game for literally no reason. Um, while there is a reason, it has to be Raymond Felton.
2: Yeah, it's because we're in it. Yeah. It's, 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 he's not replaceable is the problem. Because we're in that position where we need a wing so bad... And I've said this at the beginning of the episode, but I'm really kind of miffed and peeved about is like people saying, oh, we need more shooting. We had Alex Abrinas at the beginning of the season. He's the exact type of guy that people wanted. And it's not my fault that he has some kind of weird illness or whatever it was um, that took him out. And another wing that we had was Andre Robertson. He would have been great there, and we thought he was going to be back, but he had two setbacks. There's really not much we can do about it. And we also went after guys in the buyout market, like Wesley Matthews and Wayne Ellington, but they didn't come because they would rather be starters and get higher minutes so they therefore could get a paycheck next time. Not a lot of wings wanted Indiana. to come. Indiana. Yes. Well, I understand they didn't want to win. They wanted to get their money next year. I understand the argument. What I'm trying to say is Raymond Felton is not replaceable because we need him right now. But he is by far the one guy in our lineup that is the weak link whenever he's on the court.
0: I know he doesn't have a lot of playoff experience, I think I'd rather have Deontay Burton in there.
2: Yes. That, but he should he should have been playing near the end of the season to get him acclimated, and he would have done well if we would have played him more. But as soon as I we signed right. him, I don't get why we didn't. We played him all the time at the 2 way We waited and saved our $50,000 a day or whatever it was to, where we didn't have to sign him. And then we finally signed him. Then all of a sudden, we just kind of stuck him on the end of the bench. <sighs> Which is a bummer. Yeah, go look at our lineups and go look at his like plus minus with lineups, and it, he's very good. Um, whenever he's put next to Paul George and Russell Westbrook, and he and whenever he played in that Houston series, not the not the most recent one with the Paul George, but the game before that, he had a little stint where he was guarding like Eric Gordon and James Harden, and he looked pretty good. Like the dude was moving his feet. Um, he looked like he could be a competent defender, and that's what we put Felton out there for. We don't put Felton out there for shooting. For people who say that you're dumb. Because we put Felton out there because Abdul Nader's got brick feet and can't play defense. And he's so bad that we're willing to play an old guy who looks like a penguin, it's tubby, and and to go play defense, undersized defense on Evan Turner and get bullied in the post. Because we know Abdul Nader will get taken off the dribble. Deontay Burton's so much better. We're not playing Raymond Felton for his offense. Deontay Burton can at least be decent on defense. Come on, guys.
0: I think at this point you just got to stick him in and see what he can do honestly at this point i think you you gotta pull felton felton's getting absolutely murdered by 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 lillard every time he's out there on him Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's just it's a it's a joke it's embarrassing out there so felton congrats on the Derek fisher
2: award i guess yeah and i guess if we're gonna go on the most underappreciated um i think i definitely uh,
1: agree with you on this
2: we're talking a little bit about this before the pod uh, it's the first person that comes to your mind isn't going to be the person because that's the guy you appreciate. You got to think of who is like out there does their job. We don't get mad about and who's the least talked about guy on this team. And it's Nerlens Noel. Like I had a pod a couple while ago when I said who your raw plus minus, um, your net net rating. Nerlens Noel was sky rising, way above the team. It was like at nine, and the next closest was at zero point two. This dude goes out there. He blocks shots. He finishes. He has this nice little left hooky, like that he does. I mean, what is there? Do you guys got a anything bad to say about Nerlens Noel? No, I, mean, I think he. I think he
0: does really
1: his well. Defense is great. His, his mid range is a little iffy, but I think it's a shot that's a that he can make. Rebounds yeah. puts it back up. Block shots. Defense is great. It's almost it's that grit and grind player that's not flashy and doesn't get any attention, but it's always a plus in the box score. Yep, it, it's almost like he, like we've already
0: realized he's leaving, and just kind of keep forgetting about him. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I, I, I agree. Nerlens Noel is, is fantastic. Um, I will say this though about uh, about net rating. You know who led the Thunder in net rating? Uh, the first first game, game one. Is this raw plus minus or net rating? I'm pretty sure it's uh, net rating. Okay. What Patrick um, Patterson? <laughs> or not not led, but I shouldn't say Lead but who had an absurdly high one because I haven't seen the list. Raymond Felton had a plus twenty eight. Yeah, he did.
1: Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he they, did. He did Matt pretty Daddy good. He
2: was in there in game one. He had he had some good moments. Game yeah, two, it, not so much.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about game one of the season. Oh, okay. no, no, no that's no, why I said serious. Patrick Patterson. No, okay. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, Patrick same. Patterson came out starting and they got benched. Yeah. Oh what a what a a pretty that was just kind of a sad fall because
0: I was so hyped when he signed him a couple summers ago Mm -hmm. I thought he was going to be a really good fit and it
2: just never panned out. He would if he would have got his attitude straight. The guy's just he's too down on himself and you can tell it. He's got really bad body language whenever he's on the floor. He's got the skill set to play for this team, but the problem is he just doesn't believe in himself. Yeah, which is which is a bummer, but
1: he likes movies though. Very, very yes. big movie. Big movie guy. Big movie guy. Big yeah. Movie guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. All
1: right. So
0: let's move on to uh, the next question. Uh, thank you for the questions, Ty. Appreciated. Um, let's see here. Is Russ good enough to get a team to the second round without next KD? Question. Next, next question. Next, next question. Come on, question. Come come on bro. bro. Come, this Parker, come on. Come on, bro. <laughs> that, that comes from a Mavs fan. What? So that comes from a Mavericks <laughs> fan. So what well, you, you talking go.
2: about? <laughs> oh god
0: what you talking about
2: he's tripping tripping
0: (laughs) we should just we should just ignore those questions like westbrook
1: like like, like, what the jazz lose this or did they win it it's like what
2: (laughs) no russell westbrook can definitely make it to the second round there that's a legitimate question if you're talking western conference finals or finals but next we've been to
1: four western conference finals without without the team treat treat,
2: without Durant. oh that's true uh, that's true
0: Tree says, YTF, are we down to O, Bobby? Why? Well, I mean, we kind of talked about that. We've been not being able to shoot at all, so moving on. Um, why do y'all suck ass? Moving on. <laughs> uh, can, Russ right. stop, can Russ stop shooting threes to help the Thunder
2: win? Uh, that's, that's honestly I mean, a great question. Uh, I think he can. That's more of like a will he. Um, And I think that's more of how you start the game. I always say, if you see Russell come out of the gates and he's passing the ball and really distributing well, that means we're going to have a great game. But X-Factor, if something comes in where it gets chippy and Damian Litter's coming at him, guarantee threes are coming. If Russell comes out, he makes his first three-pointer, we're screwed. Russell comes out, misses his first three-pointer when there's no chippiness, that is best-case scenario, he goes, okay, I got to stop, I got to stop.
1: Yeah. I was like if his jumper starts falling early, that's Ooh. It's, put your seatbelt on. Yeah, no, it's it, that's just a
0: bad mm-hmm. sign. Westbrook, if he did stop shooting as much threes, would definitely help. He was what, two of twenty less or five five of twenty last night from from the field? Yeah. Something like that. Something I mean, that he's, but
2: he's gotta get back one, to being a
0: distributor.
2: Game one, he did so great at distributing and making the extra pass. He shot a couple threes, but not, I mean, I think he's like one of four. I mean, like, that's fine. You'll live with one of four with Russell Westbrook. It's, I mean, he did it game one, played well. We praised him for it. We said, if we have this Russell Westbrook Mm -hmm. throughout the series, we'll have no problem. Game two came along. He didn't do it. And then Paul George did his job. We just need our two superstars to have a good night together, which is a thing that happens 90% of the times with teams. Their superstars don't have a a, a miserable game paul george for game one was miserable game game two for russ miserable there's no miserable games that happen in consecutive um games for superstars just doesn't happen so i i I feel like this isn't something that we need to worry about in the future i think that they'll get clicking especially with um home coming up in game three
1: yep definitely russ also pledged that he was gonna he was like Definitely gonna be better. He was like, my play. If you you watch the post game, he was like, my play was unacceptable. I'm definitely gonna play better for game three, which which brings hope and optimism. Yep. At least because he's an MVP, and I think he knows what's on. He knows what's at
2: stake. I mean, does it? That means he might try harder. And one one thing we learned about Russell trying harder is not the best case scenario. We just like him in the groove of his game, not having to think about how he's playing uh just just doing his thing so uh we'll see if that pans out um bobby let's hear next question yeah that question was from uh, my buddy stein thank you for asking
0: uh next up from chris Dore, basketball is trash watch the nhl playoffs
2: instead uh hockey's actually been pretty exciting i'm not gonna lie columbus blue jackets shout out to them i guess are they going to be the biggest upset over the lightning or is this portland trailblazers well oh god yeah which
0: weather related loss will be more shocking it's got to. well it's got to be the lightning loss because
1: that's 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 crazy though that they tied like best record in nhl history 62 wins and gets they get swept like what
0: i mean just imagine that 2016 like golden state team getting swept like round one that'd be that'd just be absurd so i mean you know, I might actually, you know, start watching some NHL playoffs. Uh, just more just because the NHL is like pretty exciting. Looks like a fun, you know, fun playoffs. I actually had a little pot on that. So,
2: and Ovechkin no. knocked a dude out.
0: looked
1: <laughs> he was eighteen. He was
0: eighteen. Man. <laughs> he beat up this poor, the poor kid shouldn't have, shouldn't have. He didn't want that smoke. He should have not <laughs> Gave come him out of two
1: piece right there. <laughs> <Knocked> <laughs> him straight on his back. <laughs> All right, <laughs> moving
0: back to basketball. Uh, this co- thank you, Chris. This comes from uh, Chase, not our not our, not our friend Chase. Different <laughs> Chase. Uh, who's the first to go? Sam Presti, Billy Donovan, or a big name player? It's got to be Donovan. Like it's if we're talking long term, it's got to be Donovan. Not a honestly, I think it's a little too.
1: It's a little too early to panic.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think you gotta wait.
1: Least. Yeah, you gotta wait till we till after next season where. Assuming that people stay relatively healthy, we'll see our max ceiling, you know, with that possibly Golden State breaking up, Andre Roberson healthy, you know. We, yeah, ain't, you gotta
2: win. we ain't losing a big time player, no doubt. But we're a small market team. Getting rid of a big time player at this point is absolutely embarrassingly stupid. Sam Presty, y'all can say he made some bad moves, but then he made some great moves. That's just part of being a GM. The most expendable piece in all of game is the coach. It's not the player. And Mm -hmm. that is the easiest bet. No matter what, even if Billy was doing well, the answer is Billy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Look at Dwayne Casey. Yes. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very true. Very true. All
0: right. Thanks, Chase. Moving on. Uh, why are we getting rocked by a team we shut out in the regular season? Michael asked that. Uh Utah Jazz last year. It, it just happens sometimes. talked about it. Yeah, we've talked about it a bit. Sometimes you make adjustments and things just don't work.
1: Like if we shot like this in Portland in the season, we would have lost. Like we I mean, we shot ten of sixty-one from three, two games. I think that that sums it up.
0: Yeah. Uh, next question: Are the Thunder done next? No, we're not. Not yet. It's not looking great, but we're not done.
2: Talk to you on Sunday.
0: Well, yeah, if we lose game yeah. three, we're done, done. Uh, yeah. Next question. Was Thunderman real or just made up so we'd eat our vegetables? Well, the mythical guy named it, known as Thunderman. I, ju- I just think, you know, Thunderman was just the friends we made <laughs> along the way.
2: Dude, um, Thunderman, Thunderman. I don't know who that was. I, I really don't. People, can, the guy who I thought it was doesn't look like him. So no, nah, not at all. Bobby,
1: not at all. Bobby, I can just see you say, "Thunderman." Of course I know him. He's me. You know, like <laughs> well, like well, but the Ben course. Kenobi. Like <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that
0: name in a long time. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. No. I yeah. No. I mean. Probably not. I'm not, I, I'm not
2: Thunder man. One question though, one question. We were talking about kind of like Derek Fisher and I mean the good old times. Uh, Is is there a chance if we need a guy to come back and save us and be our Messiah that some man that you could control that might not be you um, come back in a mask and a cape and a big old hammer and save the Thunder?
0: Well, as as we could tell by the uh, man with the masculine cape and the big hammer, he was a, but a tiny lad and clearly relatively young. And I just, I'm just saying, you know, maybe wherever this mysterious uh, person has gone, you know, perhaps you know they just, they just drank a little too much beer and probably don't have uh, probably don't have you know the the tools to make a new suit. So you know, probably he's in hiding. He's he's either in hiding or just grew up. You never know. Thunderbro to the rescue. Thunderbro. outlawed Supers. <laughs> We're going to bring them back.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, we just made an Incredibles 2 reference on the pod. Next question. <laughs> hey,
0: well, hey, man. Well, there's nothing wrong with the Incredibles, all right? That was a great movie. The sequel was pretty all right. Next question. Next question. Uh, this comes from Charles. It just says, Schroeder the Duder, question mark. Uh oh yes. yeah yes so <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> i was just randomly watching the game on sunday with with charles and he just and i just was like hey it you know would be a bad nickname schroeder the duder and i i, I gotta ask is schroeder the duder like where does that rate on the bad nicknames is it is it better than the lobster for jeremy grant so Insert twice <laughs> is right yeah.
1: the yeah. lobster <laughs> yes oh
2: my, i've never heard that no. one Oh, yeah. insert the price is right loser horn. <laughs> Trump I bite actually.
1: <laughs> I liked Turd Ferg. That was funny until yeah, he started. Wait, well, he's Turdferg now. I still he, uh, he's back to being Turdferg. Turd Ferguson is the best nickname.
2: Even if he's good, it's still great. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's a great name. Uh, for... uh, i don't know i that's just it's lazy on your end bobby all you did was just take schroeder's name and then put a really poor rhyme to it that makes no sense at the end of it the amount of effort that you put into that is absolutely embarrassing and appalling and should be stopped
0: okay well to be fair the whole point of that was to come up with a terrible nickname so on my end i think it was good for what it was trying to do it accomplished its goal of being incredibly awful so
2: you did good at making a nickname for a bad nickname. I did good at making a terrible nickname. Hedge.
0: Hedge. That's, how is that a hedge? You were, you were not there. I, why would I actually... I mean, you guys both know me well enough to know that I would never
2: actually like refer to someone as Schroeder the Duder. Well, here's the thing, Bobby. So you can say you did good at making a bad nickname. But if it was the other way around, you did bad at making a good nickname. Therefore, you made a bad good nickname. So it's a hedge. You win win. That's not a hedge. Next question. Next question. I think
0: we're actually out of questions. Oh, yeah. nice. We we kind of zipped through them. Most of them were just, you know, why are we bad or answer Mike's question. Who we're going to give we're going to give Mike one last chance. I let's see if he actually submitted any in time. Uh no, he did not. No no questions from Mike, not that I can see. Yeah, no, Mike, you once again, this time you missed out on the podcast on your own accord. I didn't ignore you, so that's your fault, buddy. Um, Yeah, okay, so that's another successful mailbag. Thanks for everyone who submitted their questions and rants, and much appreciated, so...
2: What else do we have to talk about like do you, what, what are we gonna do for the rest of the series? What do y'all think is going to end up being after seeing the first two games? Is there a sweep in coming or are we gonna drop no, one at home? No. What's your thought Ford?
1: There's no way in hell that Russell Westbrook would ever allow any team to sweep him so that we can throw that one out but uh, I'm, not, I'm not looking that confident I mean well I mean it's not looking that great right now. I'm still optimistic. If we win Game Three, I'm still very confident that we can win this series. But if we're down three-one, we lose in five. If we tie it up at two apiece, this is a completely different series, and the pressure is now flipped on Portland. Yeah, I, I think
0: that the Thunder still have a like a pretty solid, you know, puncher's chance in this. If things go right in Oklahoma City, they got to come out and be completely just a completely different team. They got to stay locked in, stay focused. And, you know, it's obviously going to be easier at home to keep your composure, but they got to get game three and then they got to go. It sounds really dumb. They got to win these. They got to win both of them. And then this series could look completely different by the time we're in uh, port. We're in Portland for game five.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Realistically, if we're winning this series, we have to win four straight. I mean,
2: that's, uh, that's I know that's I, my uh, take. Get, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Like, I'm gonna say this: There's only one more team. There's only one team that's gonna win for the rest of the series. Only one. That's my take.
1: Really? There's only say that one. Only,
2: only. There's only gonna be one team that wins for the rest of the series, whether that be us win four straight or Portland wins two straight. I can see that. That's a bit of a spicy take. Well, so it's a I mean, very, it's I, very, it's it's spicy. This is not like I legitimately think this is gonna happen um like spicy maybe, with a y or a spicy I, with that ends this is eye. spicy with an I with a smiley face off the <laughs> end <laughs> no th- this is this is a uh, this is my betting take i i really do think that if thunder can get some good momentum in game three they can ride the wind the wind's on their side that's all they need and yep. take this um series. because obviously what we've seen is we have the potential to definitely win games in Portland, what we saw in Game One, if we play somewhat okay, if we say if we play bad in Portland, we have the chance to win a game there. So all we knew, all we need to do is win our games at home, play bad Game Five, and we'll win. And then Game Six at home, there you go.
0: Yeah, I mean we also like played really well in that first half yesterday, which it's easy to forget because yeah. we got completely swamped in the second. Until but, McCollum hit that
1: three at the buzzer to tie, that's what ruined that everything. Hurt.
2: Yeah, that, that hurt. I got one thing that I'm a little um, miffed and peeved about, and I've seen it a lot in all across the playoffs. It's it's really it's I'm getting sick and tired of refs changing their damn call whenever either the crowd reacts or the player reacts. Damian Lillard's three last night was a foul, but you stand by your guns, ref. And don't change it just because a guy turned to you and whined in your face, and you call it three seconds late. I'm so I'm getting so tired of that. There was another one also where the fans reacted to a call that they overchanged that we got um, the out of bounds, and it was our ball. And then the fans reacted, and then they changed it back again. Stand by your guns. If we're gonna keep refs that are human, they need to they need to keep their call and keep human error part of the game. But if you want to keep on changing back and forth and be manipulated, that's where we actually need to look into not having human error because manipulation is a completely different thing.
0: I say instead yeah. of make, I, I say instead of having robot referees, we just get rid of Scott Foster.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. We've had Why Scott Foster has rights? his times, but I mean, it's he's not like Joey Crawford level for me, you know.
0: Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. I think it's more just the Houston fans than anything, but like- I
1: don't. I'm not. I'm not gonna blame the first two losses, you know, on refs, but there were a lot of tough calls in some of those mo- in some moments.
2: Yeah, I just you can't change your dang call just because you 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 can obviously see like the refs face question what they just did and they go, uh, okay, this is just what's gonna be the crowd pleaser. Come on. And you can tell that they knew that they made a 50-foot shot when right after they give another makeup call to the other team. That's not how the game should go. You make a call, stick to your guns, you move on. You do not let that affect you for the rest of the game. It's yeah. just preposterous, and I'm getting sick and tired of it on both ends. It happens for the Thunder, too. Definitely, Russell Westbrook is prime at whining after things, but he doesn't get it as often as the other people because he whines so much.
0: It's, uh, yeah, I, I I definitely get that. I just... Yeah, maybe maybe one day we'll uh, see Adam Silver break out, you know, robot refs, you know, go full Westworld
2: with it, you know, at a, at a technology summit. You never know. That's not – I don't want to get to that point. <laughs> I just want to get to the point where it's like can the refs like not overturn what they make on the court? That's kind of what I want. Yeah, to.
0: no, I, I definitely agree. They definitely need to stick to their guns more. The, the one the one out of bounds one was was ridiculous because they were like right ready to reset everything even though it was the right call. It just it completely it disrupted yeah. it disrupted the the flow of the game.
2: Mm-hmm. It's and that it's, was it's really late
1: too.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was bad. Late calls are the one thing that get me out of my seat and pissed. That's that's the one thing. It doesn't matter if they're they're good or bad or anything. It's just it's not good for the game.
0: No, I mean the only there shouldn't the only influence should just be the own official the the own officials you know intuition. It's just mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Not a fan. Uh, let's see. Any more comments? Uh, the Thunder. Let's let's talk about let's talk about how there are kind, of, kind of a lot of Sonics fans last night. That was a little weird. Yeah, you got it. I didn't that. really I, notice that. that. Wonder why why they were there. It was kind of strange. Huh. I think and yeah. Gary Payton. Gary Payton was there too. Apparently, I did see that sideline. Yeah, we were. I mean, I mean, we were. We watched it at a. At a uh, Faster Hall, so
1: we didn't get to hear any of the game well, audio really too om- much. The only team that his son played for was Portland, right?
2: He hopped around the D League and then he got like a two way for a little bit in Portland, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Um, I guess this, I'll ask you one question and we'll call it a pod. Um, should we entrust ourselves in watching FSOK and Michael Cage or should we turn to the TNT? That's a tough one. Uh, what,
1: is this for, like, superstition? Like, Because <laughs> like, it's
2: not going well? Because Please. because I'm not going to lie. I watched TNT game one, and then I switched to um, FSOK in game two for superstition's sake, and it didn't work. And now I'm at a crossroad, and I need advice. Well, I watched both on TNT.
0: Well, actually, re- remember, the first game was on ABC. So, maybe, Oh! Oh! Yeah. So maybe TNT is the actual move.
2: Oh. Are we, are we I on think TNT I know what entire... we're doing, game three. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, I'll, I'll be at the game.
2: So, after game two's performance, no, no more FSOK for everyone who listens. <laughs> we are not, no more Michael Cage. I need everyone to come with me and say, we are watching the TNT broadcast.
0: Michael Cage is canceled. Dude. It's now players only, only. <laughs> yes. But not yes. really. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no. Yeah. So that's – I think that's pretty much all the pod we we have to talk about unless – Ford do you have any
1: final thoughts? Uh, I was going to raise the question right before we leave. What do we happen? What happens in the homestand? Games three and four. Win them.
0: My prediction, Uh, Thunder win both. Thunder win both and, uh, I mean, you know, I think that game five is a total coin flip. Are they close? Are they blowouts? What?
2: Uh, game three is a blowout. Game four is close. Stop it. We don't, there's no such thing as blowouts for thunder wins. A blowout that's, that's ridiculous.
0: A, a thunder blowout is a 10 point
1: win. Like a nice <laughs> 10, 12 point win that, that they were yeah. ahead of the entire time. I, I, I should, you We're, we're like, up 25 during the game and we end up winning by seven.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Hey, we're winning four straight. Come at me, haters. Hold me to it. For uh, all you thunder suckers, for all the people who think that thunder suck come on
1: oh god we at need to... our friend who lives in new york who is here for a week at <laughs> you name as starts well with
2: a t and you all, with... you say it all the time well, too well. ford you no, are just I as don't. guilty you said no, it in the look, houston
1: game dude last last night i was saying the same thing that i've said on the pod go back look at it
2: you said in the houston game thunder suck and every time I hear that it I was gets drunk me all gets my gears.
0: <laughs> That's fair.
2: Okay. We, okay, fair. I was
0: mad. That's we're I bad. mean, yeah, no, I mean, go back and listen to the rea- uh, rapid reaction last night. I was not happy, but yes. I mean still like we yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think we suck. I I just think we're challenged at times. I I think I think we
2: <laughs> <laughs> That was like that the most euphemism. Worse. That was a euphemism if I've ever heard it. It's like we're we're <laughs> It's okay. You're, you're not, um, you're just challenged. You're special. I'm a fat and big boned. <laughs> okay. I,
0: it's, I, <laughs> it's time to wrap this pod. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I don't know if we'll, we'll keep doing rapid reactions or not. We'll kind of see how that goes. I feel like it kind of li- like cuts down on what we can really
2: talk, talk about in the Thunder Talk. So, we're changing we'll everything that we were doing beforehand. Yeah, Remember, we're Remember, guys, them. hey, ESPN is actually the carrier for game three, and TNT is the carrier for game four. So that is different than the ABC and the FSOK that I did for game two. So everyone hop aboard ESPN hard. and TNT game three, game four. I'm yep. feeling good. Let's roll.
1: We're, Live yeah. T V all the way.
2: Yep. Gotta you, you gotta roll
0: with, you know, EJ, Kenny, Shaq, and Charles, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, you know. Gotta go gotta go with TNT. That's a better move. So yeah. Um well, yeah, so you know there might be rapid reactions, there might not be. I guess we'll see. Maybe I'll, I'll be just too excited to contain
1: myself if we get a win. I, I, we'll we'll just play it by ear. Um, and yeah. I also, for a superstition's sake, I changed my background, my home screen from Michael Jordan to a picture of Russ getting hyped up after Game Five with Jazz last year or last season. So hopefully that'll do something. Yeah. But yeah,
0: keep the faith. Keep you know keep those. Keep hope just alive, because this one is not over yet. We've seen wilder things. You know, the Thunder certainly have been good coming back home from, you know, starting off going 0-2. So, I don't know. I, I, just, just,
1: just, just stick with us a little bit. No, no no time to break out the doomsday just yet. Um, for everyone who's going to the game, I don't want to see you come back without a voice.
2: With a voice. Yes. Like, I want it to be People, loud. People don't need to be going and moaning and groaning and all sad. And basketball is a roller coaster game. It's a game of runs. And um, more than anything, we need the people that are going to be there to be enthusiastic, be positive, and cheer and be loud.
0: And don't leave early, which yes. is a thing. Which ugh, it was awful. Um, yeah. So thanks for thanks for listening as always. Thanks for following along this uh, playoff run with us. And uh, yeah, we will see you when this series goes to Portland hopefully uh and uh when portland travels back to portland (laughs) well no when when, when the series goes back to portland after the oklahoma city homestand
2: i know what what i'm saying is whenever portland travels back home whether it be with a win or not yeah that that makes sense we will go then
1: yeah, yeah at Bobby's the, master of the jinx. We need, we I need did, some knocking on. The, I I knocked on know.
0: the I knocked on the wood. I knocked on the wood. We're good. So we'll see this. We'll we'll see you back after uh, after the Oklahoma City stand, and yeah, hopefully we'll have more basketball to talk about. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening again. I'm saying thank you just as many times as Jameson's referencing uh, down to dunk. Shouts to the boys up there. Yeah, I, I do reference them a lot. I like the way they do things. Yeah. It did make me miffed and peeved though. They're a very gr- fantastic pod, you know. I, was, I love them. So, yeah. Um for me Jameson Ford, keep on listening, keep on keep that hope up. Hit us up with that five-star review and give us some comments and uh thunder up. No.